Welcome to the OFX podcast. I'm Dave Claxton. Along with me is the, as always, sorry, I forgot, as always, the Pied Piper of Pilates, Bethany McChesney. <laughs> and so we're a little screwed up today because we were supposed to, <laughs> we were supposed to continue our streak. And I thought about this before. We were supposed to continue our streak. I think we have more pregnant women athlete guests than anybody else. Oh, really? Uh, I can see that. So what, we've had four? Yeah, yeah. And like, so we were supposed to have another one. So we actually finally timed one when she was decided to go and have the baby instead. Like, (laughs) what a shit excuse. Yeah. Seriously. Well, and I was like, you know, Sylvie also is the kind of person who I'm like, I bet if she could, she would even come on like tonight after the baby was born i refused i refused to message her anything but i hope everything went well today because i like yeah i i think she was like oh i'll make it work (laughs) yeah i just just bring the laptop into the delivery room and and in between contractions we'll talk it'll be great so um so yes uh how do you say sylvie's last name i always i can never say her last name uh manegri all right that's close enough anyway um we were wanting to have Sylvie on so we could talk about her upcoming race, uh, North of Seven race, which is going to be awesome. So just for some quick throw it out there, um, it's going to be a 3K, which I'm very excited about uh, with some good obstacles. And there's also going to be an option for a two-hour multi-loop kind of as far as you can go kind of deal. Yeah. So this is like their first race and it looks like there's going to be really good camping. So I'm also very excited about yeah. that. If we get to go do And there's stuff. a two, is it a 2K fun run? For kids? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. I believe it's fun for kids. Anyway, she'll tell us all about it because we will have her on. Unfortunately, like I said, she's doing some silly baby thing right now, and that's got her busy. <laughs> but when she's done doing that foolishness, then she'll come into important stuff and talk with us about it. So that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I keep putting and I keep putting us stories like we keep complaining that there is nothing else other than Spartan. I'm not bad mouthing Spartan. Mm-hmm. They're great, right? That's good. All good. But it'd be nice to have some options, and it's nice to have a small independent. So really make sure we support yeah. Sylvie. Get out there. And it's an OCR Worlds qualifier. Yeah, and that's cool. Like, yeah. for the first race to get that out there, that's awesome. Like, that'll be really good. And and we will be there. We will be yeah. qualifying, even though I've already qualified. But I'll be volunteering again. as well, probably. Again, yeah. I will qualify again. Yeah. And uh, it'll be a good chance for you to smash me, you know, and that's another good thing, too. <laughs> and if you beat me i will give you um probably nothing who knows <laughs> is this mandatory completion obstacles i don't know see this is some of the things we want to talk to her about because yeah. i have a chance to get these information so we'll find out when we do get her on stuff like mandatory completion how, what's the penalties blah, 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 how's everything's going to go like that and it may be different for open wave compared to pro wave that might be so yeah. many questions so many things well and the cool thing too that i like about races like this and it's like course extreme where it's um it's a location where they can build into the actual property because this is on sylvie's property so they kind of have their freedom to do some really neat things with that yeah and like you say you know each year you can make it more and more and more you can add and add and add like you know it's yeah. just like okay, let's just add one really good obstacle this year we spend like six months building this cool obstacle and then it just keeps building and building and building yeah. so i'm really hopeful this goes really well mm-hmm. and it's not too bad a drive 
No. I did look at the thing and there's like really cool camping. Like I think there's even like some some huts and things you can you can rent. So even if you don't want to tent yeah. it or camp in your van like I do, mm-hmm. you can still get some some good stuff. And we will have an OFX discount code as well. Yes. We will send that out once we talk to Sylvia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in all seriously, um, good luck, Silly. I know it's probably you know too late for that, but we're wishing you well and hope everything went well and all that stuff. Yeah. Um so something we'll get back to that or whatever we'll talk about next time how much of the crossfit games did you consume because it took me forever to catch up um so i didn't really watch full events but i was keeping an eye on the leaderboard and watching some of uh the names on that board that were kind of different than we're used to seeing at the top which was exciting and for some new canadians and youngins that were popping up like emma lawson's just a beast wow and 17 years old yeah, yeah. And I believe she trains in Cambridge. Really? I think so. I could be wrong on that. But but I think yeah. that, I think I heard them say she trains in Cambridge. And like I as she you can tell she doesn't have the overall power that mm-hmm. some of the other women have, right? Like, you know, but still at that age and still maturing, like Yeah, it's incredible that she has the strength that she does at 17. And so she was the winner of the Atlas Games, correct? Yeah. So I, that's when I kind of, she caught my radar and she was previously, so she grew up a gymnast. Yeah. And then kind of switched to CrossFit. She's probably a gymnast that got very tall. (laughs) And then that (laughs) kind of changes the sport for you. So yeah, she has that that discipline um and like the training mentality already down and wow like her strength for a 17 year old can you just imagine being a high school student and like having emma lawson in your like grade 11 phys ed class no no i'd quit (laughs) she's just it's incredible it's you don't see that very often of someone of her age no no and i mean yeah i think about like just to be some of like the peers, her her peers just for everything would be like just anything physical, you'd be like, Yeah, I I'm out, I'm out, I don't sit. Yeah. But, yeah. But just for the young, you know, this is crazy for young boys out there, don't be intimidated if a woman is physically strong, <laughs> athletic, and all that stuff. Doesn't matter. It's all good. Yeah. You yeah, and she sat in third almost the entire competition, I think, until the last day. Actually had the leader bib on for a little while. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Just for one event, but still it was amazing. And I just, I said, she's just blown away by that. And and the engine, too. Like, she's got great engines, so still so young. So I look forward to seeing her and Mal O'Brien just duking yeah. it out for years. And now they will be able to battle for the spot because T is done. Did she announce that? That's what they said. Yeah, that that at the end of the games, they said that was her last one. She's done. Oh, okay. I was kind of wondering, but I hadn't seen yet. Okay. So, like, yeah, I guess that was six in a row or whatever. Yeah, and six. Yeah, yeah, and they said that was uh, you know, we saw it in her last one, and it was kind of nice to see. Like, she didn't sweep it. She didn't win every event, and yeah, and all that stuff. She, and she was still amazing, as T always is. But to see, you know the other people rise up and, and come up and Laura Horbath put on a great show and a great comeback. Like just, yeah, he's got that brute power. 
Yeah, she there was a couple of times when I checked and she wasn't even in the top 10. So then to still finish where she did was really incredible. If it wasn't for handstand push-ups, that girl may have may have won a couple of titles by now. Yeah. <laughs> Not great with that handstand stuff. And did you see the the handstand push-up event? No. Event? So they did the reverse, right? Where they had their face to the wall. Kind of like they did like a wall walk up and then did the handstand yeah. push-up for there, but it was a deficit. And they were going down to a marked line. But again, this is where I was like, oh, it bugged me because of the judging. Some girls were having to go right down to that line and other ones were getting away with not having to. And it was just very frustrating. And I know like that was an event that really kicked kicked Laura Harvath hard. Mm-hmm. She, I don't even know if she made it for the, through the first round of handstand pushups. So I know oh, she wow. But I was just like, oh, the judging at CrossFit I used to think of it as like the pinnacle of yeah. sports. It was so good. And it just, whether it's been the notoriety now and the judges are intimidated to call no reps or maybe the exercises are too complicated and, and it's, it's gone beyond them, but it's just, it's not what it was. And it's kind of, maybe it's just, maybe, maybe I just understand it a little more and can tell or yeah. watching that stuff, but I, mm-hmm. I don't seem to be the only one saying it. So. It just, it hurts. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the CrossFit Games also, we're talking about a lot of money on that podium. 300K for the winner. Yeah. And like, you know, that's years of being able to train full time. So, you know, when it comes down to judging, it's so significant. Like you just, you can't mess that up. No. And, and the drop off too. As you go down, like the one thing CrossFit did this year, like I think it was they paid paid out all top 40 athletes. So pretty much none of them went there and lost money, which is great because oh, okay. that wasn't always the case. Good. But the drop off is fast. Yeah. Like you're like 300K, like 150, and then you're quickly down to like 10 grand. Like it doesn't take long, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's big money and little things can make big differences in some of those events. Like some of those events are down to the, like the seconds. Yeah. One no rep can be all it takes. Right. Yeah. I mean that, that one event, one event, I think Tia Tumi came like 26th. Yes. And it was essentially because um, on the skipping, she fudged her skipping and had to start again because you had to do your skipping unbroken. <laughs> Single unders. Oh, okay. Thing that you didn't see that part, did you? It was funny. No, but I yeah, didn't. So it dropped her to 20 seconds. So the one event they had to do, it was, it like progressively got harder as through the stages. So it was like a, like almost like a round robin tournament, right? Yeah. They would go through, do one, and then the, this many people would move on, go do another one, this many people would move on. So in the first one, the skipping portion was actually single unders. Which and most of them don't practice anymore. No, and they so many of them were screwing it up because you also had to do it unbroken. So as soon as you screwed it up, like if, if you were like 50 in, you had to start back at zero if you if you screwed it up. <laughs> so so many of them screwed that up. And that was kind of funny, but and I, I didn't mind that. But then they added yeah, yeah, it was Tia, Tia that did that. And that's why she because she ended up in the first out of out in the first round because she did that. Mm-hmm. And then in the end of it, the last round, they made them do double o, double unders with a crossover. <laughs> and I, I think like almost nobody did it. Nobody could do it. And it was, <laughs> I was like, I was kind of cut torn one because it was funny. It's like watching a really good golfer go out in the rough and hack away at the weeds. Yeah. But it's also like, again, it's one of these, 
I don't really want to watch them fail. I want to watch them compete. Yeah. So I was a little, I don't know. Well, and that's the thing with CrossFit too, is they just become so good at these 20 movements. Yeah. So I like it when they throw something in that completely throws them off their game because they're just so proficient at the things that they're good at. So when they introduce, like when they introduce the pegboard and these incredibly strong athletes struggled on something that, you know, the next year they were all masters at it. So it's just, I like it when they throw something. And I mean, that's not really a difficult movement to cross over when you're skipping or single unders. It's just, they're so good at the things that they're good at. Yeah. I get that. I'm just like, I don't know. It's not as bad as like when they're throwing in kayaking or paddle boarding or something that's just an obscure <laughs> yeah. skill. So it's not as bad as that, but I still was like, not sure how I felt about it, but it's, it's, it's okay. It's all right. You make it, you make a valid point. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> they're also, they're claiming themselves to like the winner to be the fittest person on the earth. Yes, but not then it's not claiming to be the most skillful person on the earth. <laughs> Skill movement. Anyway. I think it was all right. The one I did, like, I love the pegboard and I like the way they set it up. And I was thinking when I watched it, um, because I mean, when I mean, we've talked before, always in my head, I'm always like, how would I set up a race and a different race and different things I would use to eliminate a lot of judging and eliminate a lot of problems like that. And, and, and again, judges are not problems. It's just, it's difficult for them. So it's trying to make their life easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pegboard was one of the things that entered my head. And I was like, well, how do you make sure that it doesn't give like seven feet tall people this giant advantage over four feet yeah. tall people yeah. and it was very simple and crossfit set it up very simply and very smartly where they just had this line where your feet off to be off the ground before you go above that line and then your feet can touch the ground when you get black blow it and i'm like that's perfect that's great yeah. simple and and very easy to judge so i was i love the pegboard thing um again for crossfit it was okay when they went to no legs but for if I was to ever do an event, I think I'd leave the legs in it because then that's just another thing you have to judge if someone's using a little toe, toe grip or whatever. Right. And, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. But I thought I thought the pegboard was a great move, and I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. And did you see the the heavy bag lift? Um, I saw the highlights of the heavy bag lift. Mm-hmm. What did you What did you think about that? Because there was a lot of talk beforehand about it. Um, again, it really just, it favors certain athletes, right? Which, and then it gives them their time to shine. I watched the girl and I don't remember, I think her last name was Steele, who was the one female to lift the 250 pound bag. And I mean, Danny Spiegel. Spiegel. Yeah. And I mean, that was her time to shine. So that's always kind of cool. It's the, you know, the thing where it's that really, like really, really super strong athlete that shines. So, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like when they do the deadlift ladders. Mm-hmm. It was, but I thought it would like this one's straight out of Strongman, right? They mm-hmm. do this as Strongman. And I thought like you, I liked it because it was different, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they, uh, CrossFitters often do pick up heavy bags and stuff like that. But this was a little bit different, straight out of Strongman, get it on your shoulder, show control, one hand. It really does favor the longer athlete who can get their arms around the bag mm. and things like that. Like, I mean, Brent Fikowski did really well because he is a, a taller, longer CrossFitter, but there's a lot of CrossFit stuff that favors short people. So I'm okay with that. That's but true. What, what I think I liked better, and I don't know, it provided a lot of excitement. The crowd was eating it up. It was, it was good. And I preferred it over the barbells because I just don't like barbells. Other than 
man, some people got in some pretty serious back limbo moves that didn't look anatomically correct. And, yeah. you know, you nearly saw if there was a lot of falling down and you nearly saw a few body slams. So again, I'm still deciding how I feel about it. Yeah, I can see the risk in that. Yeah. Oh, did you like some people full back bend, right? And they were almost having the bag on their chest. Well, they mm -hmm. were, and then trying to inch it up, but just some so so big a back arch. I was like, oh. And there was a couple of good mm -hmm. falls where that those you know three hundred pound bags could have come crashing down on the chest. Oh, um, wow. One thing I did like though is I liked the tiebreaker when they had people. Did you see the tiebreaker? They showing how so. In each round, right, obviously, they would go up 10 pounds each round. And in each round, maybe you get more than one person eliminated. So what they did was they had like a four-foot bar a la, <clears throat> a la Decafit, and they had a 50, 100, and 150-pound bag. Um, I think that was for the women, was the 50, 100, and 150. And they had to throw all three over and then run across the finish line, and that's how they settled the tiebreaker. I thought, oh. I thought now that's cool i like that i would have liked it to have been actually a longer event maybe where you gotta do that and do something else with the other but i thought oh that's yeah. cool i like or that. do it a couple times yeah yeah maybe throw it over run a suicide come back throw them back over across the finish line yeah I, thought, I like that that was that was fun and they were just whipping through them it was some of the most exciting parts of that huh. so i liked it all in all it was good um repeat champs both men and women, mm -hmm. but some new faces, like you say, uh, Roman Chuknik, Roman Kurnikov, mm -hmm. the, the, a Russian guy there, and he was he was yeah. really good. He was great to see. Um, so, do you know much about his story? I know that he's been trying. He's been trying for a long time. So, no, he's qualified. Yeah, a bunch of times, and he just hasn't been able to get the visa to come over. So this time he had this window and so he came months ago and I think he's had a, he had a baby in the meantime and his wife told him to go and so he's only and then she would come later so I think he only met his baby recently so it was it was really special that he got to compete in this games. The other thing too that I did hear about him when he's there and they announced this while he's there is that he's got a, an extension for the next five years. Oh, nice. Good. He, he is, you know, provided he qualifies and all that, which assumingly he will, he was fairly impressive that he mm -hmm. will be able to be here in, in the States for the next five years to, to keep going and to chase it. And yeah. He gave Madero's a hell of a run. Yes. Yeah. Um, and how do you feel about um, Gerard on the podium again? I don't know, man. Like, I can't help but be skeptical. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've gone through this kind of stuff. Like we talked about it. I don't know. Like I, I, I was straight up, I was rooting against him. Were you? Yeah. I was like, I don't want him to win. I especially when he was wearing the leader, I'm like, I don't want him to win. I just mm -hmm. well, and I think people like when I have kind of read a little bit of it too, people are very divided in mm -hmm. this. Um yeah, some people that didn't. But again, people serve their penalties. Mm -hmm. He was out for a couple of years, so he did four. his time. Four, four years. years. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting they chose four years. So it's the same as the Olympic cycles then yeah. on the track. So yeah, and I mean he served his time. It's I think the the thing that always gets me is he still had gains from these times. 
than mm-hmm. that he was using uh, performance enhancing. So it's not like that just goes away. So he has still somewhat benefited. Um, and I don't understand all of that that well. But um, yeah, I think the crowd seemed to be pretty divided on some people that were just like, and the other part of it is, is we don't necessarily know all of the people that have used PEDs. He was kind of the one that got caught that year. Right. And he was someone who stood on the podium, though, so it was a bigger deal. But again, it's like that's just to say that he was the only one or was he just the one that got caught and he was kind of the scapegoat for that year? I don't know. I totally think he was the one that got caught. Yeah, I I would. I would be stunned if it was less than 50 percent. Really that high? I do. I just really think that. And and I mean, I would like I said, I mean, I'm become really jaded about this and i think the same thing with the olympics like i would be stunned if it was less than 50 percent of the people using i just think one way or another this is such high level such high stakes a lot of money a lot of money that people are going to be willing to do what they can to win and in crossfit Mm -hmm. where you're only going to get tested at the games or at semifinals, there's all that year yeah build and build and build and as long as you cycle off in time you're fine and yeah like i said i would be stunned if there was especially with these young people coming up and Mm -hmm. coaches pushing and pushing and pushing and i said that before about olympic people you know like they don't you know the young kids they don't have the wherewithal the knowledge the life experience to even know that they might be being used yeah yeah and again when you grow up in a certain culture you and you it's it's, you know it was like how cycling was back in the day too it's like everybody just does it so you just assume this is just what we all do and especially if your coach who's extremely influential when you're younger on your life is just they convince you that this is just what you have to do to win and when that's all that you want growing up then yes I, I think sometimes two people do get kind of sucked into that culture I've said it before like when I was 17 if I had that ability and was of that level and i had this professional coaches and doctors and trainers and they're like here you go these are your supplements you take that and be like, okay yeah because it was a moron right uh, you know 17 years old you even when you're a smart 17 year old you still don't have that life experience and you don't know who to trust mm-hmm. and the fact that you can't trust everybody and yeah i would i would totally have felt fallen victim to that yeah we admit that i would have been a complete uh, totally naive enough for that to happen to me yeah so sometimes i don't blame the athletes i blame the coaches and and the coaches if the coaches are blaming the athletes at times and i'm like yeah well you're turning a blind eye because yeah so maybe then the suspension should be the athlete and their coach there you go suspend everybody yeah i don't know but i don't know and it's all just speculation i always hope that people are you know 99 percent of people are clean but i when people keep showing up and testing positive for peds it just it does make you very skeptical yeah well if you're losing as many people like that tested positive this year before the games Mm -hmm. um especially in the teams yeah. I'm not sure that they can replace the number of people each year. I just don't know that enough people recycle through because, I mean, there's got to be a lot of people on a four-year ban now. Right. After this last round. Yeah. It's a good thing mm-hmm. it's a popular sport and more people are coming in. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this thing I got, and actually Matt texted me, tagged me in this, but I'd seen it too. 
there was a thing out uh, from High Rocks America um, where they were asking for judges for New York. And it actually said um, paid to be a oh. head judge. I thought that's awesome. So I did look into it. And um, sadly, the, the date doesn't work for me or I was going to go do it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm like, they are willing. And, it, and I, I, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to tell you exactly what they're offering or whatever, because they didn't respond if, if I could do that. So I won't go into that. But I will say that it was a very fair offer. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely good. Um, so yeah, if you're and, and if you go on the High Rocks Instagram, you can see the page, uh, see the post. But if you're interested in doing some head judging for High Rocks and helping be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a good offer and they actually pay you and uh, good, there's a good benefit to it. But it is a long day and I would I would dare say you will not be able to race. There is yeah. just just too there's too much involved because it's not just a volunteer it's a it's a head judge um so yeah good for high rocks because they're saying hey we're having a bit of an issue and we're gonna actually do something about it Mm -hmm. so if you want to take a trip to new york (laughs) take a look at that post in the email i think it's lauren at high rocks and she will respond quickly nice yeah yeah i did i really thought about it i was like why not right i'm always bitching about it so you know step up and And is that is new york just a regular season race yeah oh yeah it's just a regular season race so i mean that's good and i hopefully hopefully it goes well and hopefully it works good for them and hopefully some of these other companies and i mean i think about like spartan at championship races especially yeah you know hire a couple of good head referees especially mm-hmm. at the the difficult obstacles to yeah. help out. And well, and Spartan wouldn't need that money. That many referees. No, no. Cause it's not like they needed people for counting tons of reps. It's like they could use just to settle things at mostly at the big obstacles. I mean, like, you know, the failable things really. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes, sometimes it, it is the different ones. I mean, like, I, you know, like Red Deer was, rolling mud no who, who who thought that right you don't even need a volunteer there right but um yeah just people who can help judge the important things judge the big things and you, you know you really only need them for the elite and age group wave for the morning and then off they go yeah and do the rest of the day so like i was just thinking like you know Kelowna would be nice to make sure we have really good judges and refs out there yeah and yes, it's not too late to pay me to go there. <laughs> Just saying. Um, the other thing along our hybrid space, DECA did update the rule book. Oh, with what? Well, they changed a few things, and I'm going to be honest. We love Yancey, we love DECA, and anytime I say that, you know, it's following with something that's not nice. Um, I don't think they were still clear enough on stuff. Um, and some of the stuff maybe was clear, but like, so for the sit-ups, they said must get to the 45 degree angle. Okay. Which is great in theory. Cool. So pretty much you have to, but that's putting a lot of onus again on the judges. Was that 45 or was that 50 or was that 30? Yeah. It's, it's just, 
it's tough. And I'm not sure exactly how I would do that differently. Yeah, yeah, you need a protract protractor to sit there and line up with your eye. To, yep, we're good. We're good. We're good. Right. And yes. they move fast, right? They're moving quick. So yeah. I'm thinking on that particular one, like I would have just, you know, I don't know, but like you could go with the whole shoulders over hips. But I don't know. That's different because it's such a different movement. I don't know. I think if you did that, you might want to raise the target. I don't know, but I just, that, that particular, some of the things that I didn't, I wasn't sure about. And then the, um, the regular sit-ups again, it didn't say anything about how far to go up and it mm -hmm. just, that the ball had to go between your feet or I don't know. I think that one still needs cleaned up. There's still stuff in there that needs to be tidied and I'm glad they're making yeah. the effort, but still more needs to be done, I think. And I didn't see anything about the twisting lunges. No. So apparently that's still okay. And I'm fine with that. Um, did you notice anything about the box jumps? I'm reading it now. Oh, well, the, the crack research department is rereading it to make sure we didn't miss anything. <laughs> but like I said, the problem is still the problem with the twisting lunges is I'm not sure people are getting full extension when they're coming up. That's the only issue I have. Yeah. But that would be a problem whether they're doing twisting lunges or not, right? It is, it is. And definitely the jumping lunges are a problem. So that, again, that comes down to the judges, not the rule book, because. Yeah. Okay, so we didn't change it at all for the box jumps, which I think does need to be clarified. Yeah. Because for so now. The, jump, the jumping lunges, there has to be two feet on the ground when you make this transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Two feet at the top when you make the transition. But here's another thought. Let them do dump, jumping lunges. Jumping yeah. lunges with a 40, oh, sorry, 50, was it 55, 55 pound ram on your back? That's exhausting. And yeah. it's not the most efficient way to do it. Mm -hmm. And it, like, the, the, for example, the, there was a guy, you saw him, he did the jumping lunges in the elite wave and got away with it. And he yeah. died fast. Yeah. So you, if, if there's really not that much to gain from it, then just let it go. When I did my deck of strong, a guy did essentially did jumping lunges. Now he got stopped about midway through, but they didn't make him redo the reps, but it didn't matter because it just destroyed him. After yeah. that, he just faded right out. So I say, you know what? Let him do the jumping lunges. Let him fly. Mm -hmm. And if you're fit enough and got the cardio enough to pull it off and keep going, great. Mm -hmm. And if not, I, I, think that, I think that'd be just fine. Yeah, so with the jumping lunges though too, uh, it's even harder to judge the extension at the top yeah, because people can stay really low. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's true. And there can't be. So, and again, this is when they first picked these exercises. This is why I said the lunges would be brutal mm -hmm. because it demands full extension. The burpees have been much better than I thought they were because that Ram, I think works really well. Um, yeah. but yeah, the, the lunges, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe that wouldn't work. You know what I was just thinking about though? So we're we're talking about judging like 30 lunges and keeping things strict. So do you ever watch race walking in the Olympics? So I, they I have know, to have it, yeah. two points of contact the entire race. And if ever for a time they're airborne and they don't, they're disqualified. So they're watching these athletes for oh, and the race walk is 50k. Yeah. So imagine you have to watch someone do this for 50 kilometers and never a step can they have, can they be airborne? 
or have not two points of contact. I don't want to be that judge. Yeah, that's and we that, talk about like judging 30 lunges. That's the and, worst judging job of all time. Yes. Yeah. You're like you, you're like four, four and a half hours <laughs> watching people's feet. <laughs> wow. Just to put our lunges in perspective. <laughs> That's crazy. Like the race walker people, they do some crazy stuff. Like they're, yeah, they're insanely fast, but at the same time. Well, and we just got a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games, Evan Dumphy in the race walk. So we do quite well at it. We are awesome walkers. (laughs) (laughs) We actually are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't we usually do good at those weird fringe sports? Like, like, you I know, don't know. Whenever yeah, they bring Evan Dumpy has been pretty top of the game for a while. But but yeah. Whenever, whenever they bring in like a new sport, we always win the the demonstration medal, and then when it becomes a real Olympic game, we fall off, <laughs> and somebody else wins. It's just kind of what we do. That's why if OCR gets in there, we'll we'll, we'll probably win the first few golds, and then you know, while it's demonstrating, and then we'll, we'll never win again. Yeah, yeah. It's just the money I think put into our sport in Canada ultimately. Yeah, yeah, there's some more, uh, more of the Olympic stuff. They they had a lot of more posts about more trials for the pentathlon and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know, still people can't decide how they feel about that. Yeah, and it's still very confusing to people too. People are assuming OCR is now in the Olympics. It's like, well, it's not really. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's not even in pentathlon yet. They're still testing. They did have a post out though with uh, everybody's favorite David Watson and Ian Adamson's t- together. So Spartan mm-hmm. and World Obstacle together, mm-hmm. um, and Spartan saying that they will they're they're very much going to be involved and on board and helping with this and um, that their work not but Ian Adams and so he's the World Obstacle guy and also saying that you know they're working on this not just being a hundred meter but still getting full OCR in with longer distances and stuff like that. So they're still working on it. I mean. I know a lot of people are against Ian. Um, people have stuff to say, but I don't know. I mean, I'm okay with with where it's going, and I'm in favor of getting it there. So, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, regardless of what you think of him, I, I hope he, I hope he gets it done. I would love to see it. Yeah, I, I just hope they do it right. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. But what's right? So, what's Bethany' version of Olympic OCR? Well, I just don't think it should be a Ninja Warrior course. Yeah, that's not a Ninja Warrior course. Too easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I think the 100 meter thing is just not doing it justice. No. I think they had to do that, though, because if they made it like a longer run, when they already have a longer run in the pentathlon, right, it would be too similar. I mean, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I don't like it with the pentathlon. I feel bad for the horse people because I know what it's like to try to um perfect that skill and it's yeah it's very very difficult Mm -hmm. and then to have that taken away i get where their their frustration is coming from you know um yeah i mean for me i would love to see quite frankly for me i'd like to see 400 meter ocr i think that would be a riot that would be so fast and furious and fun Mm -hmm. to watch but anyway they're making strides and they're doing stuff so i think having your foot in the door is better than not yeah. Well, and I think changing the modern pentathlon is is the right step also, regardless of whatever they put in there. But 
And I will say this, those who say that OCR is not cheaper than horseback riding are foolish because it's way cheaper, way, way cheaper. Yes. Way cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing from DECA, Ryland Shadag. Mm -hmm. sure did you watch Decker, the whole thing? His mile record? I, yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I kind of skimmed through the video, yeah. All right. So I look at this as, I mean, it was amazing. He's so fit, so fast. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't count. <laughs> it wasn't an event. Yeah. Right? So in my mind, and I would think in the track world, be this obviously be the same thing. He put in an amazing practice run. Yeah. And, you know. He has to do it at an event. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so, don't you? Um, yeah. And, like, we've talked about a few things, too, with, like, the standardization of the box size. Mm. And especially, I mean, for me, that box is so wide. So things like that would cut off time. Um, the judging with certain things too, and even just not running around people like you do at an event, like all of those things. Yeah, I, it should probably happen at an event. Yeah, I think it needs to just because anywhere else, even though that is a DECA gym and, and all that stuff, it's just I think it has to happen at an official event, in my mind. Um, and I hope he goes and he does it and he kills down a killer time and he's awesome. He seems like a great guy. So hopefully he does back it up and, and I'll look forward to seeing maybe in Atlantic City, seeing him and Ryan Kent go head to head on the mile. I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So hopefully he does. But yeah, I don't think it's a, it's a real record. And that I agree with you, that box is a big difference. Now, it doesn't mean he goes from whatever 1710 or whatever he did to 1830. Maybe no, he no. loses a, two, three seconds on that. Maybe he loses two, three seconds on other things. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that box is definitely different because the one you're using in competition, and I do think this should be more mandated in the strongs and the um, and the miles. The boxes we were using were like two feet wide. Yeah, at least they were wide. Yeah, they were like double the width of what Ryland was using. Yeah, and it makes a big difference, right? So mm -hmm. I think that needs to be something. That one did make me go, oh, and like that and. There were some other stuff here and there, but yeah, his lunges were borderline jumping lunges. Yeah. You know, they were, they were close, but again, the lunges are a bad thing. It's just. Yeah. You know. And did it hurt him in the long run? I don't know. I don't know. So I know this though. I do know. And I put a little post out. I was having like deck of depression. <laughs> Cause I'm like, you know, that post race kind of, ah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The letdown after it's real. It's real. It's legit because it was mm -hmm. such a good, good time and a good race. And then I was like, mm -hmm. "That's why I'm happy. I'm racing next weekend." Yeah, off to the grand finale. Our arch one grand finale, and it looks like a good course. There's not as much barbell work, which mm -hmm. for me is a good thing. Good. Um, but essentially, like the only barbell work again, it's at the end. They seem to like put it at the end, and that's cool. But I'm looking at five sets of five thrusters, barbell thrusters, mm -hmm. and then undisclosed distance of front rack barbell walking lunges, mm -hmm. which freaked me out when I first saw that. <laughs> I've, I've never tried that. And of course, it seems like every time I do one of these, it's like, I not only am I not 
trained at that. I've never even tried it. Mm-hmm. And but, but it's also that's like your sprint to the finish line. Yeah, is barbell walking lunges. <laughs> and for who knows how long, it could be like. <laughs> yeah. 10, it could be 100 meters. I don't know. I, I feel like 100 meters is more realistic than 10. Yeah, having been to it. I, yeah. <laughs> I was guessing, I was guessing in the neighborhood of 30. 30 was my guess. I think it's going to be around 30. And it's, it is literally a total guess. Mm. But I, I just, I'm like, but anyway, so I, I did a little sim kind of deal. Yeah, and, and I mean, for my weight, it's, a, it's 105 pounds for me. So, I mean, that's a heavy, that, that's even a heavy sandbag lunge. Yeah. But to do it in a front rack with a barbell, I was like, crap. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll be straight up. I'm, I'm normally, I practice my walking lunges with an 80 pound water bag. So that's normal mm-hmm. for me. And, and it's rested on the shoulders. But I did a little sim. So I had that at the end and I ended up, I did 30. And I'm like, it wasn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. The thrusters were actually harder than the walking lunges were. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. So I'm, I'm feeling a little more confident. They did add something else too this time. This is kind of interesting. Five sets of a rope climb with five toes to rope. Oh. So, I mean, different. That's cool. So, I, of course, I tried so you, it. You can lock off on the rope yeah. and then toes up to the, oh, I like it. So your toes just have to hit like above your head and touch the rope. And I tried it. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. It's, I'm perfectly comfortable. Like, you know, I got good vertical grip strength, right? So that's very, it's handy for me. But the only thing that catches you is like the rope can really start swinging. Yeah. <laughs> so depending on how long the rope is and how tall it is, we may get a lot of swing going on. But then we started thinking about it. I'm like, they can't want you to go that high either because then you're having tired people hanging from a rope putting their feet over their head <laughs> yeah i'm like so they, they can't be a very high one i would think no if not they got to be breaking out some really big mats because that's a yeah it's a bit of a recipe for disaster but have you tried have you ever tried that i've never tried that no you got to give it a try in your gym you gotta mm-hmm. like i'll you should i'll send you maybe a link for the expert workout and take a look at it and, and make yourself mm-hmm. a little sim but um some of the stuff's pretty cool that one those two really got me though the walking lunges and then the toes to rope but it's for our, like our we both run the expert one very grip intensive um yeah you're faced with so like there's five sets of those rope climb toe to rope followed by 30 pull-ups followed by um five sets of six toes to bar all right oh, in a row. Wow. so really oh, wow. grip intensive through that section yeah and there's also before that, there's a farmer's carry as well, or not a farmer, one of the, the wheelbarrow or transformer. Pushes. Yeah. So those Which are very feels like a farmer's carry. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. And very grip intensive too. Mm. Oh my, really good grip, which again, hopefully should play well for me. So we'll see how it goes. Um, mm. 4K run to start. So not too, too bad on the trails. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah but it looks like it, that, that venue is a great venue. It's a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. And we've got a, we got our good group going for another big racecation mm-hmm. camp out. We will have an OFX tent. We have yeah? expanded, yes, yes, thanks to uh, John Cross and Susan Rice bringing a tent for us. So, <laughs> so we can all have some shade. Mm. So we'll have that set up and that'll be good. Um, we're sorry you're not going. 
Yeah, I know. Still time. I think tonight's the last night. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we're focused on Kelowna right now. So how's 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 Kelowna training going? Yeah, it's going good. I am going to do a big weekend this weekend and get on to uh, a mountain. So do as much as I can there, running and biking. So yeah, just a ton of repeats. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. That's hard. Like that's hard on you. It's it's the coming down that's hard on you though. Yeah, exactly. And that's the hardest thing really to simulate unless you're on a pretty decent hill or mountain. So yeah, that's kind of the goal for this weekend. And um, I was watching Sean Stevens. He was doing, he took had the Spartan Canada Instagram takeover and he was showing some of the trails. And thankfully this course doesn't look super steep, like Tremblant. Uh, this, the steepness of those climbs were you were hands and feet on sections. Um, so this one will actually be less total for, than Mount Trombla, um because of the steepness of the mountain. And um, like we have the elevation charts now that were put out too. So yeah, yeah it looks a lot more runnable and more friendly than uh, Tremblant was. So that kind of eases a little bit of my stress. <laughs> But it is at elevation as well. Um. Yes, it is. Yeah. So that's that's a bit different. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. So so coaching tip. Here you go. This is your chance to shine, Beth. You ready? <laughs> what do what do the flatlanders do to simulate downhill stuff? How do you prepare for that? Um. So I do I do box jumps off, at, and high reps. Or I also do. So those like, are like. Split box fall-offs you just so i jump yeah i just i step up and then i jump off step off but i really focus on absorbing the landing and then i also do um split lunges some people call them split squats so your back foot is elevated and then i do like a dynamic jumping lunge with just the the front leg so to kind of again simulate that rebound and the eccentric loading um yeah those are the two main ones that i do a lot of and when you when you land on that front one on that front squat, the kind of jumping front squat, you land mm -hmm. on your toe and kind of absorb it through the tip. Yeah. 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 And just again, soft absorbing, um, coming all the way down. Uh, you'll really feel it in your quads after a while. Um, and sometimes I'll do supersets where I go heavy in that split lunge and then into some dynamic ones and basically to failure. That's fun. I like those ones where you do like a couple of sets and then like a little heavier and then the last one just drop weight and go to yeah. Not all the yeah. time, obviously, but every now and again, those are great. Yeah, and they just destroy your legs. So, and then yeah, that's kind of what we do. What's that? And then you take tomorrow off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't go to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. I think it was, so I've been looking and I mean, goofing around sending you a couple of workouts. So it's funny. I was thinking about workouts to challenge people to do, to have fun with and everything like that. And my son told me that uh, we should do the one punch man workout. What? So one punch man is like a, a Japanese anime cartoon. Okay. And apparently he's like a suit. I haven't watched it, but I will check it out. But apparently he's like some kind of superhero and he literally, you know, one punch, right? That's, he's the one punch man. Mm -hmm. Anyway. In one of the episodes, I guess they ask him, you know, is, you know, what he, you know, how can this be? 
How can he be so powerful? And it's his workout is 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and run 10 kilometers <laughs> every day. <laughs> but I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? That'd be fun work. I could do that sometime. We'll do the I'll, one sometime. We'll go out there and maybe I'll put a post out. We'll do the one punch man workout uh-huh. and post a time for that. But I was just like, okay. it's not, not obviously it's not a perfect workout. <laughs> <laughs> no. Missing some things and, and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I think it'd be fun to do. So maybe that we'll, we'll do that soon. Drop a one mm-hmm. punch workout and I'll make you do it. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. It was good. It's got a good name. Mm-hmm. I do like that name. Yes, the one punch man workout. <laughs> but I still like the other one I came up with, which we, we might post eventually, but it's more, I think it's more deadly anyway. Yeah. L- I like that. Running it, less running in a whole lot of reps. And the only mm-hmm. thing you need is a pull up bar. Yeah. Which most people have, I think. Yeah. Find a tree branch. <laughs> yeah. Soccer goal post at a track. Anything. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But yeah. Um, so I think that's all I got for today. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully next week, hopefully next week, maybe the week after we'll get Sylvie, depending on, you know, this whole baby thing. That you know, <laughs> Yeah. We'll see how the whole baby thing is going. Whole baby thing goes. Um, but definitely check it out. North of seven OCR coming up. I believe it's September 10th. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. It's definitely that weekend. Yeah. And, um, out towards the Ottawa area, but not quite just uh, west of Ottawa area. Mm-hmm. But it looks like it's going to be great fun and there should be some really good people there where I know we're going to be there. We're going to have a great time and hope to see everybody there. Okay. Beth, take her away. Yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening and whatever you're doing this weekend or if it's a training weekend, get out there and crush it. Take care.